Welcome. You're listening to Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, the podcast that pulls back the curtains in your mind. We like to shed a little light on why you're thinking what you're thinking. Everyone has a choice in life, in what and how they think. Together, we're going to focus on high-functioning habits. There is no more time to live with any sort of regret. Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, the inspirational podcast for the inspired. Let's get into today's show with your host, Shelley R. Shearer. Hello, world. Shelley Shearer here, and welcome to the show. I'm hoping you'll uh, bear with me. Best laid plans of mice and men. I love, I've always loved that expression. The other one I love is uh, when you make plans, God laughs. That is definitely what's going on in my world right now. I am back on an old-fashioned headset because my Yeti microphone... If you guys have noticed a sound quality difference in my recordings the last um, couple months, I think my microphone's been blimping out and my old little Logitech mic on my camera that sits on top of my computer has been picking up my voice. And now the Yeti's not working at all. I thought it was the new uh, hanging stand that I had purchased off Amazon, which I wasn't really loving because the other day I, I, I've started wearing a headset attached to the Yeti and I noticed that I don't hear myself. What's going on? And then I twisted the mic and went, oh, there I am. Well, you know what? That's just a threading device. That's not the problem. I've got a connection problem with the cables and that didn't dawn on me immediately. Don't you love that? Can you relate that to in your own life? So I know I promised you a new series on habits. It is well underway and on its way. Uh, I just needed an extra day or two, guys, so I'm going to beg your indulgence, if you don't mind. Because I tell you, if the last eight weeks have taught me anything since March 15th, when COVID shut the world down, it is to roll with the punches, <laughs> expect the unexpected, and pivot. It's like, well, that's not working, moving along. And I tell you, as much as I'm a person that loves change, and I am, I do. I love changing the furniture around. I love making something more efficient. I know that is not the case for a lot of you, uh, a lot of people just in general, not just my listeners. But it is for me, even I'm struggling. I got to say, I know a lot of people are like, okay, life is so boring and I'm shut down. And I, yeah, that's not been my case. I'm going to be right up front and honest with you. In fact, things are sort of moving along and I'm like, whoa, could everybody just breathe? I just, I just need a little space here to sort of adjust. So if you are in that same boat, let's adjust together. So a couple of things. Thank you all for April being my largest download month ever in history. Followed on the heels by, I almost felt like I needed to apologize to my regular listeners because I realized I got off on opinions and tangents and conspiracy theories and thoughts and processes. Guys, my disclaimer is always this. I have an opinion until I receive more information that will change that opinion. So I change my mind a lot. Drives my family crazy. I grew up uh, with a family thinking I was just weird because I changed my mind. Well, you're just flighty. You're flaky. Do you, do you guys ever get that? Well, it took me years to understand that that's actually not the case, that they're all stuck in a rut. And I actually like to think outside the box. I'm always curious. I'm always wondering what next. So if I said anything in the last month that offended you, I apologize. But I also encourage you to ask yourself, one, why did it offend you? 
And two, if you didn't agree with me, why are you so firm on def defending your point of view? Not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying. Because we are going to start this series, and it might even be later on today when I get these technical issues dealt with, and you're going to need to change your mind. You're going to need to look at things slightly differently in order to change your habits and become higher functioning. I want that for all of you. I want that so much. Now, I have been on a lot of uh, Zoom calls and training and had a wonderful time this morning live with Terry uh, Trespasio. I've got to learn to say her name properly. Maybe I'll just email her and ask her. <laughs> <laughs> to phonetically put it out there because she didn't even say her last name in the beginning of her training video this morning on writing and being relevant and and sort of just speaking your truth and creating a story she made us even do an exercise during the class uh, it started at with west coast time 8 a.m so it was up and at him still in my pajamas i might add uh on her on her call and then i went right from there onto a 9:15 intake call with someone that does clearing that sort of helps us with the things that we're hanging on to from our childhood. This p particular practitioner is also um, uh, versed in the body talk. And I'm a big believer in, you know, letting go of some of those physical things that we don't even realize are there that are blocking emotions in our body that are, or emotions that are blocking things in our body, whether it be, be pain or attitudes, limiting beliefs. You know, you can sit in therapy for six months and sometimes just spending a couple hundred bucks with a, ther with a um, practitioner that could just blow these blocks right out of your mind and your body will take you so much further. I had a girlfriend, I have a girlfriend, not a had, I have a girlfriend. She works with high-level CEOs. And years ago, she actually got her certification or whatever you want to call it in hypnotherapy. And I was one of her guinea pigs for some energy work she was doing alongside with this hypnotherapy. And at the time, now I'm pretty out of the box and some, my husband would definitely say, yeah, I'm a bit woo woo, but I'm still quite pr pragmatic, but I just, my belief system structures around the fact that we're energetic beings. So things that affect that energy, I believe in whether it's woo woo or not. She was definitely, this was a good 10, 15 years ago, was stepping into that realm. I thought, hmm, I wonder if people will, will get on board with this. What she found was she could spend a year coaching with a high-level CEO. But when she introduced hypnotherapy into that process, right out of the gate, she literally took that uh, training and everything down or the, the, the advances they would make during the coaching down to months instead of years. Like it was astronomical, the compounding effect it had of clearing these people of their subconscious belief systems and such. That is why I'm a big believer in the body, the emotion code is what it's called, sorry. Uh, and things like that, because I think why run around on training wheels when you can get into the sports car and let's go. Then we can really get to work, okay? So I'm always going to challenge your limiting beliefs. I am always going to have opinions, whether you uh, agree with me or not. I hope you'll still listen because the point of having this discussion is to have the discussion. Brendan Bouchard always says the, the, the um, main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. I just love that expression. I love it. We tend to get all off on little segues. And let's face it, if you're a regular listener, you know them, I'm the queen of the segue. 
And I always try and bring it back to my topic at the end. Sometimes I fail, but I do try as I'm off running around telling you stories or helping you relate to what I'm talking about. But if you are one of my clients and you are here because you want to expand your thought process, you want a more vibrant life, you want high functioning habits to to help you be the most that you can be in any situation in your life. This isn't about high performance habits like Brenda Burchard teaches. I, I, I'm a huge student of his. I uh, admirer of his actually and what he does in the world out there. But his, he definitely approaches things from more of a career mind. I really want you to just take those baby steps to change your mind. When I first Googled high functioning, everything about illness came up on the web on the uh, on the on the website search on the internet, and I was like, "What? High functioning autism, high functioning alcoholism, high functioning disease." Like it just went on and on, and I thought that in itself, right there, to me was a limiting belief. It was just this limit limit um, limit that we put on the term high functioning. In other words, you're, high f you're a high functioning autistic person. No, I'm a high functioning person. Now, whether that be I'm a high functioning cook, housewife, mother, executive, just person that's being, I don't care. But if you cannot function at a higher level to what perhaps your belief system has raised you to think, how are you gonna change and get ahead? think about that. You need to be as high functioning as possible no matter what life is thrown at you, what your state of health, uh, mentality, emotional state or, or physical state is. You all know that I have quite acute fibromyalgia. I wanted to be as high functioning with that disease as possible. Has my life changed? Yes. I'm not the multitasker I used to be. I'm not the athlete I used to be. I loved being strong, playing squash, weight training, uh, mountain biking, rollerblading, water skiing. I loved all those things. I have physical limitations now that prevent that. That does not mean that I was going to crawl into bed and say my life was over because every day of my life was pain. And every time I pushed myself physically, I was back in bed in pain. Okay? Helen Keller, if you do not know who that person is, please Google her. I am of an age bracket, and actually I'm too young to be perfectly honest. She's more my mom's generation of heroines. And I have a, I have a book from like the 19, I don't know, 50, something my mom gave me, 60s, with her in it. Helen Keller was born blind, deaf, and mute. Really? I want you to really think about that. Blind, deaf, and mute. How did she ever become an advocate for women's rights, an author, a speaker. She became a figure for more in this world. How did she even learn to relate with the with the world? When I, I, I watched the movie years ago, the original one. I'm sure maybe there's been a remake, but I, I, I don't know that. And the name of her caregiver, who in my world is the true hero in that whole story, has left my brain. It'll come to me in a minute, I'm sure. Is the one that walked in on this, you know, is seven, eight-year-old child, maybe she, six to eight-year-old, She, her parents basically dressed her and left her in a room where she grunted, groaned, screamed, threw things, threw tantrums. She had no way to relate to the world, so they just basically sequestered her. And in came this worker 
who taught her sign language, but she understood how. I've always found that fascinating, how the world, other than not being crippled, the world was stacked the, against her. She can't hear, she can't see, and she can't speak. But she learned to understand 100% through sign language and whatever she was, however they worked with her in the therapy, to the fact that she became a public figure. Isn't that amazing? And we can't, we are struggling being locked down for four to, well now it's been eight weeks. And I know I've been quite opinionated about what's going on in the world right now because I don't believe in what's going on out there. I believe we are being manipulated and our government is taking away our freedom and our human rights and we're all saying, okay, that's fine. Because why does someone else get to choose what you think? I really want you to think about that. Before I start this new series, I want you to think about what's going on around the world right now and question what your government's telling you, what the news is telling you, what you're telling yourself. Does someone really have the right to tell you what you can and cannot do every minute of every day? Does someone have the right to tell you how to think? No, what to think. I'm here to help you learn how to think. Does someone have the right to tell you what to think? That is going to set us back, especially in first world nations, generations if we do not get on top of this and start standing up for ourselves and our rights and tell the government and the money people and everyone with a agenda that is not inclusive of mankind moving forward, piss off. Honestly, just piss off. I will think for myself. Thank you very much. Governments, let's pay our taxes. Give us medical. Keep our roads paved. Educate our children. Create laws. Have police. I'm not good with subterfuge. Now, that being said, I love a great spy movie. I love that someone can think of all of that behind the scenes stuff. And I'm like, really? My mind didn't even go there. I'm just honestly, clearly I'm not that complicated of a human being. I used to love watching West Wing. Why? Because the crap that people came up with was astounding. The thinkers that were like, took a scenario and they could play that five ways from Sunday. I'm like, really? Wow. See, I'm just like, A is A and B is B. I guess in some ways I'm actually quite a simple person. I'm good with that. I want to see an elephant and think elephant. I don't want to see a lion and think, okay, now they could be the hunter. They could be the victim. They could be the rescuer. They could be, I don't want to think that they could be a dozen other things than what I'm seeing in front of me. I just want transparency and the truth. That doesn't happen in politics. One of my big pet peeves in Canada right now is ghost cars and lack of police presence. It has become a huge thing. It is costing us millions of dollars in extra uh, costs in our police uh, system. And the fact that the police mentality is to catch you, not stop you. Do you hear the difference? Entrapment, speed traps with hidden cars, um, sitting outside of a, a liquor store or a pub, 
waiting to stop everyone and breathalyze them. Excuse me, there are beanies going on, there are people being murdered, there's domestic violence. That to me is not them doing their job. So I feel right now that the police in Canada need a good PR campaign because people don't like the police anymore. We hate them, in fact. They have created money generating revenue centers in their police department that are all about catching us being naughty. So in other words, when I'm driving down the road and I see police car, I hit the brakes. Mission accomplished. Their presence slowed me down. Their mandate is to hide and give you a $200 ticket for speeding. Do you see the difference? Their budget is literally, their cost centers are made up now of penalizing people. So Keith and I went to Penticton to our uh, family's home up in Penticton to get some work done this past week. And because we've had internet installed there, we can now work there, which has just changed everything for us. I live there as a small child. It is my second home. I have friends all that live in the Okanagan Valley and I will retire there one day. Okay, so be really clear on how I feel about this. Th no less than three, perhaps four, unmarked police cars were set up giving people tickets on an empty highway in the middle of Covey where people are losing their jobs and handing out tickets because they jumped out of from behind a sign or they're in a ghost car or whatever. It's like, really? Really? This is what is the best way of your time right now in, in helping the community? Is this nonsense? Our children do not have the respect for police officers anymore because why should they? They listen to my generation complain and bitch about them, about all the things they're doing wrong and how they're not out there being a force for good any longer. They're just out there hiding out and tricking. So our children don't have that respect. When I see, when I, when a child sees a police car, a regular police car with the word police down the side of it, I want them to think if I need help, that's where I go. Oop, I better behave myself. Oop, yep, they're watching. Okay. It's like a village mentality of checks and balances. The second they all go into hiding, they have an ulterior agenda. And that ulterior agenda right now is creating cost centers that have nothing to do with fighting crime and they don't come from our regular tax dollars, but about penalizing people. I hope I've given you something to think about on that one because a lot of people don't think of it that way. And so now police aren't respected and revered like they used to be. So like I say, they need a P PR campaign manager and I'm tired of my tax dollars. I live in a municipality that has its own private police force uh, versus what we call the RCMP here in Canada, uh, which is the Royal Canadian Mounted Police and any municipality or city that does not have its own private police force like Vancouver and Delta where I live. We have our own police force. Don't know why Delta has one. We're a very small area, but we always have my whole life. I'm 54. I've lived here since I was six, coming from Penticton. And... Um, We've always had our own police force, to the best of my knowledge. It's a huge part of our budget. Huge part of our budget. Everyone else pays a fee to the RCMP to police in their area. That's how it works. So that's our Canadian Canadian police force. And it's almost like it's, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Franchised out to everyone. I'm good with that as well, by the way. I'm not saying anything's wrong with that at all. But here in, BC, in Delta, the cost of having all these specialty vehicles is astronomical because it's pretty easy to throw out a hundred identical vehicles that all have the same equipment with the same writing down the side versus doing one-offs. If anyone's got a business, does manufacturing, you understand the concept of the one-off being three to 10 times more expensive than the assembly line something. 
Okay, so it's adding huge money to to the to the property taxes here in Delta, and we have like one of the third highest, even though we're not a very affluent area like our West fans and and North fans, we have their level of property taxes because of poor management, as far as I'm concerned. But that's just my opinion, guys. Okay. And our municipality doesn't invite business in like Surrey does. So we have no tax, business tax base. Just we've had the same mayor from where too long and she's just old school and was not creative and inventive and moving forward with the times. Thank God she's finally gone. So these are the things I think about all the time. Even though I'm really not that political, I never watch the news. I'm always looking at things to find the common sense in them or the lack of common sense in them. So to me, not having police cars on the road is a lack of common sense. Secondly, we're driving home from Penticton. Again, same, same event, different story. And there are barricades up on all the provincial parks. You are not allowed to go camping, go outside, be with your family by yourselves, but you can go to Walmart. Are you freaking kidding me? You can go to a liquor store not an essential service people. It's keeping you all calm and keeping the tax, tax base um, going. 40% increase in booze sales since COVID-19. You're either going to come out a hunk, a chunk, or a drunk. That's what my sister-in-law sent me the other day. And I thought, a little bit of a hunk, I'm not going to lie. I mean, a little bit of a chunk. Sorry, definitely not a hunk. I'm coming out a little bit of a chunk. The five pounds is already on. I know a lot of people, they're definitely coming out <laughs> drunks. <laughs> and these people are homeschooling children. Oh, it's frightening what's going to happen with the next generation. Okay, aside from the levity, I need you to see the common sense in the fact that I saw a cute meme the other day that clearly police office, wearing a police uniform means you're uh, immune to COVID-19 because they're all together. They're not wearing masks or doing no safety protocols, but they're coming and giving you a $1,000 ticket for being on your boat with your spouse and your next door neighbor who you've been seeing every day during the whole COVID lockdown. Really? Really? Okay, good to know. Good to know that you're immune and I deserve a thousand dollar ticket when I have no income right now and I'm just trying to get out, get some vitamin D and do common sense things without anybody else around me. Uh, but I can go to the liquor store where people, I'm sorry, I don't care how many arrows they put in save on, which I went yesterday for the second time in eight weeks. I did the shopping yesterday because today is my husband's birthday. Yes, my incredibly supportive, fantastic heart of gold bear that looks after everybody. It is his birthday today. So it's only fair that I did the shopping last night, got him his card, got him his cake, got him his steaks, you know. I follow the arrows this time. If any of you listened to my podcast a few weeks ago about me being the toddler the first time he took me after about a month, uh, I was like a toddler in a grocery store. Uh, I have improved. People still walk past me. The aisles aren't six meters apart, I don't believe. They're four feet or something. And they walk right past you or reach around you. Also, there could have been a dozen people touching that jar of spaghetti sauce that I just put into my cart. Okay, I actually found shopping yesterday a little bit stressful because other people's energy was stressing me out. All the fear, I could feel it. I'm a bit empathic and I'm like, whatever, I'm going to be fine. I have a compromised immune system. I have asthma. I'm careful, but I'm still not going to walk out there and live in fear. I'm going to take protocols. Not touching my face kills me. OMG, am I a face toucher? And uh, I do what I need to do, although I did forget my mask. But really... I'm not sure I even believe in that. I'm, I'm on the fence with that one. I really am. It, I believe if you're sick and you've got a mask on, that is great because at least particles 
for an hour or two before the cotton gets soggy are going to get stopped. Then you're just breathing them in, CO2 and all that jazz. I don't know. And it, you know what? The other thing too is it just shows respect. Some of the some people get very uptight about this stuff. So I figure wear the mask and it just gives them some peace of mind. And that I heard the other day and I thought I, I loved that. So it doesn't matter what soapbox I'm getting on. I kind of love the respect aspect. And it brought me back to a scripture from when I was younger that my mom would use all the time. And it's about not being a stumbling block to other people. In other words, don't let your belief system and, and whatever and your actions cause other people to doubt or to feel disrespected or to feel like... Now, in this particular case, it was more religious. And the fact, don't let our actions, what we're doing, let other people say, hey, obviously there's no God and you don't really believe because you're doing that. Now, they use that expression more to keep themselves separate from the world and being so different that people ostracized us and thought we were all weirdos and religious freaks. I have a much softer approach to that and I can, I can understand the respect. If it gives someone peace of mind that I've got my mask on for the whole 15 minutes I have to be out in that public store right now until, oh, don't forget, in two weeks they're going to tell us it's all okay to be out and about and it'll all go away. But So clearly, you know, the masks are needed now, not needed then. I'm just being sarcastic. It doesn't matter though. Let's get back to the respect of it. I'll give someone some peace of mind. And honestly, perhaps with my compromised immune system, I probably should just wear one so someone doesn't cough on me. Anyways, back to the close proximity. We're driving home and every municipal park has a gate across it, signs or, or uh, not uh, sawhorses, something. Don't go outside, people. Don't you do what we tell you. Don't have more than six people in your house. All the private campgrounds all had campers in them. And Keith and I were like, yes, someone has a brain. Someone has a brain. So, okay, so you know what? You don't go over and socialize with the campsite next to you. Stay within your own family. I'm okay with that. And if you think to yourself right now, well, people don't. Well, guess what? That's their choice. That's called democracy, people. That is their choice. And if it all rises again because people are being stupid, well, I, uh, my attitude is then we'll suffer that consequence. But I just find some of this just so ridiculous. Like I say, I've touched the jar of sauce. So is five other people. Liquor stores are all open with people all in there and not a lot of social distancing, but do not go camping or put your boat on the water and stay away from other people. Don't do that. That's, that's not allowed. And don't, don't have more than six people in your house. I had a neighbor that just gave it a big F you to that the other day. He's like, I will have my family over if I want. And the government's not telling me I can't. But you know what happens is you get that mentality of people that just want to have a soapbox and they go think on their neighbors. That's what's, we're, guys, you see how close down the line of communism we are running? And I wasn't going to rant again today, but here I am ranting. So this is my last rant for a couple of podcasts because I am going to start on the high-functioning habits. I can see on my screen that the mic is picking up my voice. I pray to God that it's not picking up every other noise in this office. It's one of the reasons I went off these little headsets uh, three years ago, because every time I touch my desk or my keyboard or even scratch my head, you guys heard it. <laughs> you heard it on the podcast. So I upgraded to, you know, a Blue Yeti, which is now, my computer's not recognizing it at all. Got to go do some troubleshooting. But first I need to have some breakfast and get ready for my mastermind class in half an hour. There, that's my, that's my deal. Stay with me, guys. I had some people, some of you reach out to me and leave me messages on my Facebook page and my Instagram page. I don't get a lot of interaction from people, so I just want you to know how much I appreciate it. I love it. Negative, positive. 
Negative comes with being a public figure, but when you send me positive stuff, like I spoke to something that relates or you needed to hear that, I want you to know I do not take that for granted. And it touches me very, very deeply. It also gives me ideas of what to talk about next. So one thing I want you to think about, if you've lasted through this whole 27-minute rant, is please message me because we're going to start talking about high-functioning habits and I'm not going to tell you. We're going to discuss options. We're going to discuss ideas. That means I need feedback. So subscribe to me on iTunes or whatever platform you listen to. You can go to my website, livingwellwithshell.com. The link to the coulda, woulda, shoulda actual website that hosts the, the podcast is there. My blog is me just starting to write. Really, I've just rewritten some of the chapters of the book and I put it up every week, but that's going to become more regular and more original. So I apologize if it seems a little redundant right now, but it's practice, guys. And you're going to need to send me things so I can use them as examples and give you thoughts and ideas. That's interaction and that I would greatly appreciate. So you can find me on Instagram, find me on Facebook, find me on iTunes, living well with Shell. Even if it leads you to the high functioning habits or the coulda, woulda, shoulda, it just all starts with livingwellwithshell.com. Have a great day, everyone. And I will catch you on the flip side. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda. Stay connected with us directly through livingwellwithshell.com. You can also join the discussion on Twitter at livingwellwithshell and Instagram at www.instagram.com slash livingwellwithshell. If you would like to speak with us, please send us an email through shelley at livingwellwithshell.com. And as always, thank you for pushing your mindset towards a better reality. This concludes the most thought-provoking portion of your day. Thank you. And remember, willpower will only get you so far if you don't have a plan.